0: Now, today's episode is one for the books, to say the least. We have back on the show, Connie H. Deutsch. Now, Connie has been on the show twice before, but this time we were able to record video. So if you want to see the video version of this, I definitely highly recommend you do. Connie and I have a very, very long history together. We've known each other for decades and has been an integral part of my spiritual journey as well as the creation of Next Level Soul. And if that wasn't enough, in this conversation, we not only talk about what part she played in the creation of Next Level Soul, but also her remarkable journey into her past life in Atlantis with details about what she saw and the fall of the great lost civilization. So sit back. Relax, and let's dive in. I'd like to welcome back to the show, returning champion, Connie H. Deutsch. How are you doing, Connie?
1: Okay, Gallows. How are you doing?
0: I am doing fantastic, my dear. Thank you so much for doing this. I know this is kind of your debut on video. Our last two interviews that we did on the show were only audio, and I know a lot of the fans and people following Next Level Soul always wanted to have a video conference, a video interview with you. So I appreciate you uh, doing this and it's going to be a fairly exciting conversation. I have a feeling.
1: I do too. I
0: wanted to let everybody know our relationship because it hasn't really kind of come out yet of, you know, we kind of, we danced around it in our first conversations, but I wanted to let everybody know what an impact you've had on my life. You and I met 26 years ago when I was a, a wee lad Uh, back in Florida, (laughs) and, you know, for a lot of people have heard the story of how I started Next Level Soul, and I had this friend who told me I have to start, I start the show, the spiritual show, and I said, you're nuts, uh, and all of this stuff. Well, that friend was you, Connie. You are the catalyst for the beginning of Next Level Soul. Without you guiding me into that world, this show wouldn't have existed because it would have never occurred to me to launch a spiritual podcast and a spiritual show. And it has grown a bit since we had that first conversation and Mm -hmm. continues to grow. Um, But I wanted to, first of all, publicly thank you for everything that you've ever done for me and guiding me and guiding my soul and guiding my path throughout life. You have been uh, there at every corner helping me in tough times and in good times. And, you know, wanted everybody to understand that you have been my go-to guide uh, for all of these years. And I want to say thank you again so much for that, Connie. Can you talk a little bit about your abilities and what you've been doing for many, many years in your life in regards to your channeling, in regards to your psychic and mediumship and, and and tell the audience a little bit about what you do and how you do it.
1: When I was 12 years old, like I had my first vision when I was seven years old, Mm -hmm. but when I was 12 years old, I wanted to be a concert pianist. And I played the piano every single day for seven or eight hours a day and no way was I ever going to be a concert pianist. I played just okay, but not great. And even I knew it wasn't great. Of course, my family was very prejudiced. Oh, you're great. (laughs) No, mom, I'm not great. I play, but I'm not great. You're great. No, Mom, <laughs> mm-hmm. really not. And I got up from the, the bench one day after practicing about eight hours. And I started yelling at God. And I said, God, I want to be the best that there is in these old worlds. And you have to help me. I want to be able to do what anyone else cannot do. Mm -hmm. I want to be the greatest. I want to be the best. And then I sat down and I forgot about it for the next several years. God listened and He made it happen. For example, I can do healing, and lots of people can do healing, mm-hmm. but they can't do healing with all the other things that I can do. Sure, sure. They can do um, seeing the future, but they can't see the future and do healing. Mm-hmm. They can have a choice but it's not going to be anything that I can do. So God has certainly given me that ability. In return, I made a pledge to God that this lifetime, be very, very different from Atlantis. This lifetime, I would help mankind And I would be the person that they came to for help. No matter how many there were, no matter how tired I was, made no difference. I was going to help mankind. And I have. All of my life has been devoted to mankind and will continue until I die. That's my commitment. So, if you see me around until I die, (laughs) you'll know why I'm still here, hanging on like an old fart.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, so Connie, the abilities that you've—I mean, at least from my experience—when you've guided me and. Um we in fraction of it. I know, I know, I know. But for those times that you've guided me with our sessions over the years, um, I understand that you're able to channel and you have a channel that comes in and guides you through this process, but you are not a trans channel. You are a channel you chose very specifically not to be a trans channel. You didn't want to fall asleep or not know what you were doing. You wanted to be completely conscious, but you connect directly to your channel and and that information is from experience fairly powerful (laughs) because it was the channel that told you, Hey, it's time for him to open up a spiritual podcast where everybody said, are you absolutely insane? And this Mm -hmm. is where we are today. So that gives you an idea. So is that correct? Am I, am I correct? Absolutely. Because you had, I think three weeks yeah, we. Had, I put this whole web. I put the entire show together in three weeks, including website logo, coming up with the name, uh, guests. It was, and I said to you, um, "This Are is you insane." Crazy? Are you? Crazy? No crazy. one could do. I said, "No one could do that in three weeks," and you said, "No one can, but you can." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "All right, I'll do it." And I, at this point in my in our relationship. Many times when you say something crazy, I just go, "All right." I've learned not to to argue because uh, I argued early on in our relationship and it didn't work out well for me. Things that you said were going to happen happened, and if I would have done the other thing, it would have not happened, and things like that. So as I've gotten older, I just go, "All right," and I went all in, <clears throat> and then we st- we started doing our. Sh- I started doing the show, and like, you were one of my first guests. Because uh, I didn't know many people in the spiritual space. I'm like, Connie, you got to come on. I need some guests. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and I was terrified.
0: We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. And now back to the show. Right, right. You did great. in that episode, of, that episode, you and I were you know, looking at it and I'm like, you know, we got a thousand people that watch this. And you were like a thousand people. Holy cow. And we were so excited at those early days of the show. And then I just kept doing it. And then now this last month, we did about 10 million, 11 million people watch the show.
1: Now you're going to scare the hell out of me.
0: No <laughs> worry. They're not all going to watch you. Don't worry. It'll be okay. That's all the shows. That's all the shows. But it's it's really it's really fascinating to see. And, and it was truly a leap of faith. There's nothing else to it. It was an absolute leap of faith not only what you said and guided me in, but more importantly, a leap of faith with God that I would be protected, I would be guided, I would be, you know, everything would work out okay and I wouldn't lose everything I had built over the last six years. And uh, it is a big learning lesson for me that that whole, should I go, should I not go? Oh my God, I'm afraid, but I'm gonna do it anyway. And you, you, you were there to shake, shake my shoulders and just go
1: wake up (laughs) god that sounds so familiar
0: (laughs) yeah exactly you've been there many times to shake me uh during that so okay so let's discuss atlantis a little bit because it is one of the things that has caught the imagination of humanity since plato wrote about it all those many years ago can you tell me what the, the spiritual beliefs were of Atlanteans as a general statement?
1: About a year or two ago, I decided that I had written 13 books that were nonfiction. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to try fiction. Mm-hmm. Which I did. And fiction was over 1500 years into the future that I decided to write on Mm it. And what I did was I borrowed from that story, that fictional story, I borrowed some of the facts that I had seen in Atlantis. And first, I didn't know what I was doing. But after I finished writing it, I realized these are things that happened in Atlantis. Mm -hmm. I'll give you an example. Writing to and from Places. I saw myself in a crystal vehicle. And that's the transportation that was being used. (laughs) And I could see it going through the sky and looking around and saying, Where's the rest of it? Because there was no rest of it. Mm-hmm. It was like I was floating on air. And there were so many things that were happening that I realized this was what I saw in Atlantis. This is not just fiction. Mm-hmm. This is really happening. And I was 1,500 years into the future. Mm-hmm. I had had an accident. And that accident killed me in my physical self but it transported me 1,500 years into the future. Mm -hmm. And I had a very difficult time adjusting. You know, I wanted all my friends. I wanted my dog. I wanted everything that I had, and nothing was happening. And then I started to talk, and there was no answer. And then finally I heard a voice inside of my head and that voice was talking to me and I'm looking around. And that's exactly what happened in Atlantis. Mm-hmm. I thought I was talking to a person. and yet I really wasn't. I was talking to this voice was telling me that he was a person and his name was Athos. That sounded very familiar. So Athos is the one who befriended me because I had no one else. I wanted my dog. I wanted mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I wanted everything that was familiar and it wasn't going to come. And I was told it wasn't going to come. And I was told that I was going to have to learn how to be friends with a voice. How do you be friends with a voice? Mm -hmm. Sounds ridiculous. But it ended up that I was friends with a voice. There were no people. I wanted people to talk to. And there were none at that point.
0: Real quickly, kind of, Real quickly, is this a vision that you're having, or is this just part of the narrative that you're writing?
1: I was writing it,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but I was remembering it.
0: So, But this is not Atlantis. This is
1: 1500. Oh, yes,
0: so mm-hmm. it is Atlantis. This is all Atlantis that you're using this information to write this story. Got it. I just wanted to clarify.
1: Yeah. Okay. I was taking things... And I was writing, I was seeing these things in actuality that actually happens in Atlantis. And I said, "I'm hungry. Are there any restaurants around here?" And boom, there was a restaurant. okay. I get the kind of food that I'm accustomed to, boom. And it was the food that I was accustomed to. It was as I was thinking, it happened. And that was the beginning of my learning how to transport my thoughts. Whatever I was thinking, I made it happen. It's not too far from what goes on in my daily life today Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: when I think something and I want it badly it happens no matter where I wanted to live and I needed a place to live all of a sudden something would happen and I would have it. Mm -hmm. If I wanted someone to appear in my life, that person would appear in my life.
0: So what else can you tell uh, the audience about Atlantis as far as the day-to-day? How long was it around as far as from the beginning? How long did it take to evolve to the place where it, it, it ended?
1: Probably millions of years.
0: Oh, really? It was before, oh. so it was before Lumeria or is Lemuria, if I'm getting it correctly?
1: Mer- Lemuria is on the other side of the world. Oh, so they're it. both happening at the same time? Lumeria was the Pacific Ocean. Mm-hmm. Atlantis was Atlantic
0: Ocean. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. And now back to the show.
1: Okay. And I was in Atlantis. Okay, I know more about that than I do about the warrior. Okay. And in Atlantis, we had things that in this world are unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Examples and I, hope, and I hope never to see them in this world again.
0: Well, can you give some examples?
1: I sure can. There were animals that you saw the top of the animal and the bottom of a person,
0: like in mythology,
1: like centaurs. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Uh-huh. They were real.
0: I've, I mean, from so many different myths and mythology, if uh, you know, I've heard about that.
1: And they had schools eventually to teach people how to change their their appearance, so they became animals or humans Hmm. but that took a lot of years it took a lot of centuries to do and it it was a life-giving sentence so that people who had this mixed kind genetic. of, genetic yeah, genetics, genetics. Thing. yeah, they had karma that they were fulfilling. Hmm. It didn't just happen. It was a karmic attachment. So if you were a centaur. You didn't just become a centaur. You had a karmic reason for becoming a centaur.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And again, it didn't just happen.
0: When you said that Atlantis was around for millions of years, was this the beginning of the human experiment?
1: I would think so.
0: So And and when you say millions of years, were humans on Earth for those millions of years? Yes. And they were just developing from very primitive ideas to where it eventually evolved to? It
1: started with, well, you think of the beginning of mankind. Mm -hmm. And you think that he was so primitive. He really wasn't. If you could find some of the tools that they made, you would see things that were more advanced in our surgical tools. They were very advanced. We happen to look upon them as, well... Primitive. Mm-hmm. They really were not primitive. They so, were more advanced than we
0: are now. Well that right, are so with Atlantis when it when it fell, there's been so
1: much when it sank that m- when, when it fell.
0: When it sank. Um there was so much myth around the the priests that escaped. And you know, can you talk a little bit about the priests that did escape, and did they they begin a civilization in in Egypt and also in Mesoamerica?
1: They were not priests. Okay, well, were they? They were just human beings Mm -hmm. who had, at that point, developed into humans rather than half animal, half human. Mm -hmm. They had gone into that lifetime and they were respected so if you want to call them priests you can but in actuality they were not you look at Noah Mm -hmm. well he was not a priest Mm -hmm. but he was a person who took animals Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. two by two and brought them into civilization. But there were others who did the same thing. We don't hear about them, but they were there. And what they did was they took them into different parts of of the world. They took them into Asia Minor. They, They took them into all different parts of the world where there were at least two of every one. Sure. Because they were the beginnings of a new civilization. Let me
0: ask you this, Connie, because as a student of history and mythology and all of those things, these half animal ideas have been, they're everywhere. They're in Mesoamerica, they're in Egypt. They're um, obviously in, in Greek mythology as well, these these half animals. And also like the Bhagavad Gita with blue-skinned people and things like that. How, were these Atlanteans who were just trying to rebuild civilization from the ground up with whatever information that they could take with them? Yes. Is that why pyramids and the construction methods in Egypt – got worse over time as opposed to getting better over time because people were forgetting the information that was brought in originally.
1: It didn't get worse. It didn't get worse. It just got different. Right. They didn't know better. They didn't know a different way of civilization. They didn't know that there was such a thing as civilization. So they... They did what they had to to survive. And that survival was very different from what they had.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: So there was a lot of transferring knowledge. Right. They didn't have books. They had walls. And those walls had pictures on them. And those pictures defined what they were doing.
0: Honey, let me ask you. You've mentioned a couple of your past lives. How many of your past lives do you remember? A lot. How, what's the oldest, if, if time makes sense?
1: Time doesn't make sense.
0: I know, but in the scope of our timeline, how old?
1: It doesn't make sense because... When you look at past lives, you may not be looking at one life at a time. You may be looking at a conglomeration of lives mixed into that one time, hmm. which is what was happening with me. In one lifetime, I saw myself as a black woman carrying a basket on the top of her head. Mm-hmm. But she looked happy. And yet I knew she was a slave. In another lifetime, which coincided with that, she was something, I was something different. And I kept being someone different in all these different lifetimes, pushed together. So it really wasn't, I really wasn't able to say. This happened then and this happened then. Because sometimes they were happening at the same time. Hmm. I've seen future lives, same thing.
0: You say future lives, you see other lives that you're going to have?
1: Uh Uh-huh.
0: Is it because all lives are happening or all incarnations are happening at the same time? Yeah. Is Is that how psychics in general can estimate the future based on where certain people are going and their trajectory. It's, there's a, it's a, the more likely possibility, but you have free will so you can change it along the way if you like. Is that correct? No. Okay. Explain it to me then.
1: You're not changing. We'll be right back
0: after a word from our sponsor. And now, back to the show.
1: Um, you can see it, but you can't change it. I, I had a class that I was teaching. And one of the things that I was teaching was how to read a past life how to see it. Where you are in that lifetime. And it's very interesting because all of a sudden you're looking at yourself you're not quite seeing the way you look today. You're seeing the way you're going to look in the future. Mm -hmm. But you know yourself. You can see your eyes. Your eyes will tell you just how you're going to recognize yourself. So you say, oh, I'm Alex from the past life. Hmm. And that's the end of that, because what can you do about it? (laughs) Not a thing. Right. So. It's an interesting thing to to watch.
0: Well, let me ask you all these all these. I you know you know after reading the Bhagavad Gita, you hear about these weapons that they had, and they're discovering you know nuclear radiation.
1: That was, that was from prehistoric times. Uh-huh. Those weapons. That's why I said it, they were far more advanced than we give them credit for. They had tools. Mm -hmm. surgical tools that were more advanced than the surgical tools we have now
0: Hmm.
1: and still do you will see as time progresses that the archaeologists will be digging up tools that were in existence at that time Prehistoric times that are far more advanced than what we have now.
0: So then the the million-dollar question: who built the pyramids and how were they built?
1: I'm not quite sure I can answer that in a way that sounds believable. <laughs>
0: Yes, because everything that's been said so far has been solid <laughs> and easy to digest. <laughs> well, I'm curious. I'm just curious if there's anything, even believable, not believable. I mean, what what was, uh, it's unbelievable that those things were built and how they were built is still uh, baffling. So I'm curious to hear what you have to say.
1: With the mind. Okay. It's where I see things and make them happen.
0: Got it. It was manifestation at the at the ultimate level. Fascinating. And then we that skill
1: as slaves going mm-hmm. up I'm teen zillion stories high mm-hmm. with these big Bricks and building pyramids. Not so. Not so. They stood at the bottom and they weren't the slaves. They were the, the like the high priestesses. And they stood like in the circle. And they visualized brick here, a building here. And with that visualization, those pyramids were built. And
0: we we talk about the pyramids because they're the most famous, uh, one of the most famous on the planet. But archaeologists are finding now megaliths that are so far older than we ever thought that humanity went through. Like Gobekli Tepe in Turkey, that's the estimate 13,000 years ago. The, the Mayans and the Aztecs, and what happened in Mesoamerica, they're finding underground structures in China that they still don't even understand what they were for. There's no record of them. They're all over the planet. So it wasn't just a five or 10 priests that took off from Atlantis. It seemed like there was a ton of them that set up all over the world. Is that a fair statement?
1: That's what the people who escaped Atlantis did. They put people... People were put in different locations. Like Asia Minor.
0: Mm-hmm. China, Australia, mm-hmm. the Americas, yeah.
1: Yeah, they... They were placed strategically so that humanity would continue to grow. That there would always be a witness, so to speak, of the human race. That we would continue to survive. And we have. And we can thank the people from Atlantis who did survive. You know, we see Adam and Eve. They're representative of humanity surviving. Mm -hmm. And bring forth knowledge with them. So you brought forth the knowledge of what was evil and what was good and things like Mm -hmm. that. So you brought with them ethics. You brought with them actual knowledge that they didn't know that we would not have known about. Mm. They brought with it, with them. We learned from them and then we grew in in conjunction with those bodies of knowledge. We brought books, we brought knowledge, we brought things with us that would not have come into existence without Atlantis. Atlantis was the beginning it might have been beginning earlier than that but it's the, it's the area that i know best because i witnessed an awful lot of it and how
0: close was plato with his, his explanation oh, plato was close. very close
1: very close
0: so it's accurate. It's a fairly accurate uh, depiction of what Atlantis was. Yeah. Will we find it eventually? Or is it gone?
1: Oh, it's not gone. Things are in hiding until the proper time. The things that you have learned, mm-hmm. they're not gone. They're waiting to come out. Mm-hmm. And when you're ready, more of it will come out. And you're still going to wait probably another 10 years, another 20 years. You still have a learning process to go through. I know it feels like you can't learn anything more. Your head is splitting. For more of the knowledge that you've learned so far, yeah, ha ha ha, <laughs> because hey, a lot more coming. A lot more is coming, yes. And you'll be ready for it when it comes. So Connie, let's
0: let's talk a little bit about your process in your in your sessions when you have a session with with people because you've basically been word of mouth. For the last 50 years or so, or something like that. 59 years. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. And now back to the show. So you've been doing this work for close to 60 years. Mm -hmm. And it's basically been word of mouth uh, this entire time. There was no public. This is honestly the only public video of you anywhere ever. on the internet ever on the internet there was no photos of you ever uh-huh. i just recently met you in a visual <laughs> way
1: and that was just a, a, a couple of weeks ago
0: that was a few weeks ago it was the very first time we'd i'd been working with you via phone without ever seeing you for this all this time, and only a couple of weeks ago, when we decided to do this conversation, that I'm like, listen, we're gonna have to get on a Zoom call.
1: We decided.
0: Yeah, no. we decided.
1: We decided. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Well, it's, uh, it's I feel I feel it's fair considering all the things you've made me do over the years uh, <laughs> in my <laughs> life. So I thought it was only fair I could make you struggle a little bit, but you're doing fine. So can you talk a little bit about? the work that you do with people and how you do it and how you try to help your clients and, and what, and what that process looks like.
1: The first thing is that's the most important is that I don't try to make them do things that they would not ordinarily want to do. Mm-hmm. But if you come to me and say, I want to change and I want this happen or that to happen, I will say to them, okay, you're going to have homework assignments and those homework assignments are going to be the carriers of what you have to do. Mm -hmm. Because what you have to do is change yourself. All change starts with you. It doesn't change Externally, changes internally. So that's, I had a a man call one day. He said to me, all of my friends are coming to you. And I've seen tremendous changes. Could I have an appointment? And I tuned into him and I said, hmm. This is not going to work. So I said to him, you know, let me tell you what this was the past life that he wanted. I was willing to do it, but he had to understand how it was done. And I said, I see a past life. And then I go from that past life and tell you what your karma was in that life. Then I go to a different past life and tell you what your karma is in that life. And I keep going back and forth and back and forth so that you see a pattern of past lives that bring you to this life. But it's not an easy thing. It's Mm -mm. very difficult. Mm -hmm. And I had said to him, you know, if you're expecting... To see yourself as Alexander the Great, don't. (laughs) So we get through, and he says to me, I'm canceling this appointment because I want to be Alexander the Great.
0: (laughs) Of course, he does. Of course, he does.
1: And he was so far from Alexander the Great, (laughs) I started to laugh. Keep your, keep your dream. <laughs> you were not Alexander the Great. Sure. You were someone different. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. it was nice talking to you. <laughs> you were the
0: guy that following the donkey and cleaning up after the donkey that was following Alexander the Great. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> so, Connie, also another thing that people wouldn't know about you is that you had a radio show for many years. Yes. Uh, for a long time, you had a radio show where you helped callers. I had
1: two radio shows.
0: Yeah, over the years, yeah. So you you have now back, no back to back. Yeah, you know, exactly, exactly. You were very popular when you were doing the radio shows, and you did those for many years. And you were helping people uh, with their problems on air, correct?
1: Yeah. And now it, I help. And now I help
0: them by telephone. Exactly. By telephone. You're not you don't do Zoom sessions. You only do telephone sessions. This is a rarity. You're not going to get a Zoom session anymore. Uh, but you will do phone phone sessions. Um, well, Connie, I mean, this has been uh an amazing conversation, and I know uh we'll have you back <laughs> to talk about because we could start going down the Ascended Masters Road, where you I mean, you introduced me to Yogananda, uh, you, you introduced me to Edgar Casey, you introduced me to uh, Baba G and all of these ascended masters uh and these Concepts
1: oh, see nothing yet
0: <laughs> great I can't wait for see what you get what you have up your sleeve
1: yet oh, uh, but no. we can you can begin to imagine what you're gonna see yet <laughs> well um I'm gonna ask you, ask you I can, about... I can only tell you that it's going to be good for you
0: well I'm looking forward to it and I'm looking forward to continuing. To help people around the world, which is the main reason I do all of this, is is truly seeing the effect that it has on people. These conversations are needed and are, are something that don't get a lot of airplay to the masses. And that's why I do the show that I do, is to get this information out there to help people.
1: This show is very, very important. It's the kind of a show that is not around anywhere else. They may make attempts at it, but they're not the real thing. And you have provided something that I haven't seen anyone else do. And that is going to be the springboard of what's coming. You are going to see this show be a springboard to billions of people. Wow. Now you think, wow, could I have told you this a year ago?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, not so much.
1: Not so much. Not at all. (laughs) Not at all. You have been very influential, but nothing compared to what you're going to be within the next year or two.
0: Wow, okay.
1: And the millions that you have now will be like a teensy-weensy little piece of what (laughs) you're going to see later on. You're You're going to influence millions, billions, people you're going to be very, very influential wow so watch everything that you're doing. don't let people like me from past lives influence you <laughs> <laughs> I I,
0: I woke on well I I mean, I am uh, humbled by that and all I can do is as they say cut the wood and carry the water and whatever. Happens, happens, and I will continue to do the work I do because I do love it, and I do love having these conversations uh, and helping people around the world with them. So, uh, Connie, I'm going to ask you a few questions. That is,
1: your, that is your mission, by the way.
0: I I know, I know. Well, it's it. it look at the at the end of the day, when you're doing something and is getting the kind of reaction that is getting, and and trust me, I've been doing this work. For now eight years with other shows. And I was very successful in those other shows. But they are nothing. They're not even a smidget of what I do with this show. So when you do something that is being is affecting so many lives around the world. It's the universe telling you. You're on the right path kid. Keep it up. And it's a lesson that everybody listening can learn from. Is when you start How many singing.
1: millions of people do you have listening to you?
0: This month, we're probably going to be around the 10 million to 11 million mark. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. And now, back to the show.
1: Did you ever, ever think in your wildest <laughs> dream that you would have 10 or 11 million people watching you? In a month? (laughs) In a month.
0: No. No, that was insane. Why would anyone even believe that? That's insanity. That's an insane, I I doesn't even comprehend. I still don't grasp it. Um, It's been a gradual, it's been very fast, but gradual climb. And it keeps growing. And people keep finding what we're doing on the show. So I'm very humbled and grateful for this whole process. And.
1: Right now, now you're seeing
0: people from America, for the most part. For the most part, yes, there's U.S. and England and Canada and Australia, but we are getting a lot. Wait,
1: wait, wait. (laughs) You're going to start seeing people from around the world in numbers that you cannot possibly conceive. Keep that in mind. Keep that in mind.
0: I will. I will. Now, Connie, I'm going to ask you a few questions I ask all of my guests. What is your definition of living a fulfilled life?
1: To me, that's very simple. Just feeling God within.
0: If you had the opportunity to go back in time and speak to little Connie, what advice would you give her?
1: Don't fool around with Atlantis. (laughs) (laughs) How do, You'll be paying for it years and years and years <laughs> in the future.
0: How do you define God?
1: I don't know that anyone can define God. God is just that feeling inside of me that nothing has ever been able to fill.
0: And what is the ultimate purpose of life?
1: To be one with God. to, To be able to climb that high in the spiritual world that all I can feel, all I can see is what God intended. I want to be able to have that kind of life that I am so filled with God that there's nothing else in my life that's as important. There will be a lot of things in my life, but nothing like that. Even now, even though I'm not at that level, that amount of God that has fulfilled me has brought me to a much higher level than I ever dreamed. Look, it brought me you. Fair enough. Fair enough.
0: Now, I will put a link to where people can reach out to you if they want to have a consultation in the show notes and in the description of the video. So if you are interested in in uh, reaching out to Connie, uh, she is available. Though I have a feeling she might book up quickly uh, after this conversation. Let's hope and pray, right, Connie? and do you have any parting messages for the audience
1: don't be afraid don't do the things that people tell you to do do the things that feel right to you feel God within and you will know that feeling It's something that is so different from everyday living. It's the kind of thing that fills you from top to bottom. That you know that you're on the right path. That you know that there's something greater than mankind. Now, we never fill... Fulfill that in our everyday life. We will fulfill it as we develop, as we evolve. And that evolution is not that far in coming. It's closer than we think, but we have to reach out for it. If we reach out for it, we will get it. If we don't reach out for it, then we're no better than than primitive men. And we will stay at that level. But if we reach out for it, God will help us. And we can't do it half-heartedly. We must do it with all of our love all of our feeling that something greater than us is going to happen. And we must have the faith that that greatest something is called God. No matter what else you want to call it, whether it's Buddha, Jesus, Sarastasia, whatever, you must have that feeling within you that it's there, it's waiting for you. It's that higher level. And that higher level is what's keeping you alive. It's keeping you centered. So that everything that you do in life has that beginning, that middle, and that end. There is no such thing as giving up. Whatever you are, you can thank the almighty for making it happen. Everything that's good in your life, you can thank the almighty for bringing it to you. Everything that is bad in your life, you can thank the almighty for making you see it and learn from it. And learning from it is the key. If we don't learn from it, then we have lost this incarnation greatly. If we do learn from it, we'll go on to the next life in a way that we have never dreamed of before. That's how I look at it.
0: Annie, I want to thank you for this conversation and also for everything you've done for me, my life, and also for the show and what the show is doing. Uh, I appreciate uh, everything you're also doing for humanity over the course of the last 60 years and how you're trying to help awaken the planet. So I appreciate you more than words can say, my dear. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: I wanna thank Connie so much for coming on the show and sharing her journey and knowledge with all of us. If you want to get links to anything we spoke about in this episode, including how to book a consulting session with Connie, head over to the show notes at nextlevelsoul.com forward slash 280. And if you've only been listening to this over podcast and you want to watch these amazing conversations, please subscribe to our YouTube channel at nextlevelsoul.com forward slash YouTube. Thank you so much for listening. And remember trust the journey. It is here to teach you. I'll talk to you soon.